1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Andrew Morgans, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Andrew. What's up? How you doing? Doing well. Good, good. Well, welcome back. You've been a regular player here on the show, and we're going to talk about some uh, cool Amazon stuff and give some uh, amazing advice as usual, but... First, you actually got to just experience a Startup Hustle success story. Yeah, gave me goosebumps. It was a good one. I know, I know. So first off, Jake uh, Cassis, or I don't know how to say your name, Jake. But first off, man, thank you for all of your listening and support. But I'm going to share your story. Uh, You did just uh, send a note through the startuphustle.xyz website. You mentioned finding the website, becoming a listener. Thanks again for that. But you had uh, listened to a particular episode and reached out to the guest. And now you work there. So whoop whoop! I consider us purveyors of employment across America now. What do you think, Andrew?
0: I think it's amazing. Anytime you inspire someone or change their perspective about where they are in life, it's a good feeling yeah, we're just kind of sitting here talking about stuff. So
1: anybody, any of you that can get something out of that, congratulations. Um, on another note too, we just, just, you guys as listeners just absolutely destroyed our download record. Um, I guess releasing all four parts of the million dollar bedroom series probably didn't hurt, but thanks again for being out there folks. Um, so Jake, you have, you have a great, success story. We've had some other uh, interesting ones as well. We have a listener in Russia who has been using the podcast to learn how to speak English. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, we've had some other folks, some of the other more notables, uh, you know, we've got a a guy that runs a chicken hustle. Have you seen any of those, Andrew? Mm, I have not. He's uh, done some uh, live streaming and video of, uh, you know, he's a developer by day and a chicken hustler by night. So, uh, we've got another, uh, another guy who's, uh, uh, Sinue. What's up, dude? Um, his business has taken off. He runs a drone business out, uh, uh, out in SoCal. So they, uh, uh, he's an admin on the startup hustle Facebook chat. So thank you, Sinue for approving all of those new guests. And speaking of guests, Andrew, you're back. Yeah, let's find some more. Yeah, what are we talking about today, man? I know it's about Amazon, so I guess they're still in business. They're still in business. Shocking.
0: Putting out new stuff every day.
1: Okay. I uh, I made two purchases yesterday on Amazon. I bought some uh, shoe racks. This is how bad my shoe problem is, dude. I bought
0: six shoe racks that hold 16 pairs rack. Okay, let me do a little bit of information gathering because I do this every time someone tells me they ordered something. What What'd you search to find it?
1: Well, here's the thing. I reordered because I already have four of them.
0: Dang, that doesn't help me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: I have 160 pairs of shoes. That's bad.
0: Maybe someday they'll come in handy.
1: Yeah. Well, I wear them every day, so they come in handy a lot. But yeah, as far as uh, I am a sneakerhead and I am my biggest problem with that is where the frick do you put them all so
0: if you have an addiction as far as addictions go i don't think that's the worst one to have
1: but we can talk about what i searched (laughs) to find it the first time because like i said uh, a lot of a lot of purchasing starts with the need to solve a problem does it not Mm -hmm. i mean it's uh so i had you know to picture my closet so i consider myself i believe that i may be one of the I may be the leading collector in the world of gold tennis shoes or sneakers. I, well, I don't know if I'm in the world, but I, I'm in the top 20 without a doubt. Um, so I have about 50 pairs of gold shoes. I've given them away. I, Matt Watson's addicted. He's got 15 pairs. Um, but with that, man, my closets, and but here's the thing I've got about a 100 other pairs of shoes. So I had, there were shoes everywhere. I need to get organized. So I started by searching sneaker storage and shoe racks and stuff like that and honestly it took me a really long time to find a product that i that i liked or wanted and it's because their listings were crappy mm-hmm. they didn't give me enough information and they were a size 13 so i was a little concerned that the shoes themselves wouldn't fit in so You know, in regards to, you know, that I think you're going to offer some insight
0: today on, uh, what is it,
1: uh, how to create your product page or.
0: Yeah, no. So we, we talked about product pages earlier today, just a private discussion, but what I'd really like this podcast to be about is how to position your brand on Amazon Okay, for for anyone out there. That's not just reselling products or retail arbitrage, but that's looking to actually have a, that has a brand on Amazon is trying to position it the right way.
1: Okay. Why is that important?
0: Well, um, in branding, especially in the digital space and Amazon being 50% of sales now, um, it's, it's super important to have your brand, the same messaging, the same whether you're interacting with your customers, uh, the same visuals from Amazon to your website, to social media, to YouTube, wherever you're living with your brand, um, having that cohesiveness. And I think that a lot of brands drop the ball whenever they get to Amazon.
1: Okay. And you...
0: Happen to know a few things about this. Why? Well, I own a company called Marknology. Thanks for the plug. Um, We're an Amazon brand accelerator.
1: Marknology.com.
0: And uh, what we do is we help brands get their foothold, get control of their brand on Amazon. A lot of them have lost control. It's not even just launching them it's and getting there for the first time. It's that they've had resellers or distributors or brick and mortars put up their products as their brand on Amazon. And now it's just a mess. Uh, and so we kind of come in and help them regain control of their brand. So if I lose control of my respect
1: to the hustle brand, that would mean that 20 different people are reselling it. They're not it's not uh, it's not it's not a product in a line
0: and a trademark that's under my control. Correct. Okay. And so even if you have the trademark, maybe you're not policing it, maybe there's not someone actively uh, checking your content. For the most part, usually it's a distributor comes to the brand XYZ. And they're like, Hey, we would love to put your products up on Amazon, or maybe they don't ask for permission. Uh, and they the brand is like, sure, like, please put us up there. The distributor puts their products up there. Uh, but what happens when images start changing and copy needs updated? Uh, if they've switched out products or evolved the brand a bit, and uh, not covering the advertising space on their brand name, and uh, possibly violating things related to pricing or territory, or exactly like that. multiply that problem across ten or fifteen distributors, maybe, Yikes. and you have you have content and listings for your brand, the way your brand's being uh, displayed, that's all over the place.
1: Right. I ran into, you know, when I worked in the music industry, there was a lot of issues and debate related to that because some of, some products are uh, dealerships and distribution or territories. Right. And and the internet changed a lot of that. It kind of tore down those walls and freaked a lot of people out. And then there's also for the general purpose of, you know, keeping and maintaining a margin map which is known as minimal
0: advertised price. Correct. And so I would imagine that's also an issue. Am Mm -hmm. I correct? It is. And it it can get really complicated real fast. You know, uh, maybe they had a a vendor or a wholesale relationship with Amazon themselves and Amazon's not sticking to that map pricing. And so they want, to be able to get control again of that price. And that's so is, another way that we So is help. that
1: often the first thing that needs to occur when when
0: positioning your brand properly is actually grabbing the reins? and I truly believe that it is. And that's, that's a, at least a conversation I'm living on a day-to-day basis with the brands that are reaching out to me is, hey, this is what we were doing on Amazon is what we've been doing. And we really want to be here. And it has to do with, well, I'm like, in order to do these things that you want, we need to get control of your brand. And that means be selling as the brand, get brand registry and your trademark approved. Maybe it's getting brand gated. Maybe it's uh
1: brand gated, brand
0: gated. That um, that's the like uh, the sentence of death for any reseller, or someone that's like flipping products um, on Amazon. But that's where uh, a brand that you want to sell has a gate on the brand. And that simply means that they have to let people in or out to sell the brand. Mm. Um, and so you officially register with Amazon through some, some methods. Uh, and it's not always, doesn't so always go So you could get brand
1: gated out of your
0: own brand? No. Um, but a brand could gate themselves to keep other people from selling their products. Okay. Uh, so you would have to be the brand to get that.
1: Okay. So when I see stuff like, you know, XYZ product and it says from Apple. It's not always from Apple, is it? Or maybe Apple maybe it is for Apple, but in a lot of stuff it's not, right?
0: Right, correct. So there's like multiple places on a product page where you can kind of see who's selling or who's shipping or who the brand is. So it could be Apple at the top that's showing you it's an Apple product. And then it could be um shipped and sold by you know, JJJ's technology company and fulfilled by Amazon. So you're seeing three different companies on that one product page. Um, But it's an Apple product, JJJ's is the one selling it and Amazon's the one shipping it. Okay, so let's say I get control of my brand.
1: All right, and I'm all hooked up. Is that a hard, is that tough? Is that hard to do?
0: Yeah, it can be hard to do. Um, A lot of times because these brands haven't made agreements with their distributors not to be selling on the marketplace. Right. Um, and so anytime you're cutting off sales with those distributors, you're cutting off sales of your business. So it's, it's, it's risky. It's not risky in the fact that, you know, we know what we're doing. It's risky in the fact that, uh, the brand is uncomfortable in this space in general. That's why they're reaching out for help.
1: Well, you say it's risky, but at the same time. All right. So when I worked, so I used to work for Roland, uh, musical instruments and, uh, You know, the dream that always existed there was being able to sell something at a retail price. Right. So in some regards, I would think that that, uh, improving the stream of distribution and
0: recapturing the
1: margin can be valuable.
0: Thank you for bringing that up, because that's the number one conversation. Is um, is it? Well, they're selling to this is what they don't even think about. They're selling to a distributor or a reseller at 50 percent margin and they're selling to them, and they're not getting the work done that they want, probably not the advertising spend on the platform that they want, um, not touching the customers like they want, which is, I think, very important. Uh, but what you can get with immediately going to Amazon is a 20 to. 35% increase in margin. Right. By selling directly to the customers yourself and um, you know you're selling at retail price and Amazon's taking maybe 15% which brings you down to 85 or maybe they're taking 30% if you're using FBA and everything you're still at a 70% margin compared to that, a 50% that's margin. That's still crazy that up to 30% on
1: fulfilled by FBA equals fulfilled by Amazon Correct. which means you send them a bunch of shit and when it sells they deal with delivering it. But I guess having someone come drop it off today isn't free.
0: No. And can compare that same relationship to a distributor that helps you sell it or Amazon that helps you sell it. And Amazon's getting it at 70% margin and the distributor's getting it Well, some products
1: too are way more than a 50% margin. They're not just like exactly 50%.
0: I just mean, if you're selling like in general, if you're selling to Amazon direct, they've reached out to you. And let's say you're selling a product uh, for $20 they're going to want to buy it from you at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all don't right. go much higher than that.
1: Okay. So now I lock down my brand and I, all right, what's next? Cause part of, part of this, the creation of, of positioning your brand and all that has to also involve like actually presenting what you're selling in a super pro way.
0: Yeah. So I think there's two things left. There's um the way that our product pages and our storefront looks which we should chat about and then there's the way um the branding thoughts outside of just the platform itself and what are other ways with your products that uh, your customers are coming in contact with your brand so what's included in the product packaging what's in the email follow-up series uh, what are some other ways that we're touching them without just um the product page that they're landing on. So within the product page that we're talking about, the way that they're coming in contact with it, we have storefronts, Amazon branded storefronts, and we have enhanced brand content pages. So with those, you the way you get access to those is by having um, a trademark and registering with Amazon for brand registry 2.0. You register with them, they approve you as a brand, uh, and then you have the ability to make changes to your listings and be the only one to do that. And then you get a couple other perks. So, those perks would be the storefront, which you can make look like your website. So, if someone clicks on your brand on Amazon, it comes to this landing page. It's not fully customizable, but you can very much, very closely make it look like uh, your website that you might have with all of your products there. It's a great look. And then the enhanced brand content pages for anyone listening out there. Uh, you can search it by EBC pages on Google and get an idea of what we're talking about. But these are like, pretty uh, infographic pages that go in the description area of your listing. And it's really a spot where you can hit home, tell your brand story, uh, talk about why your products are better or the value that you're providing with your product. And there's even some features like um, cross-selling between your products. You can have a comparison guide. like Let's say you have something that's like 12 inches, 24 inches, and then like a premium. And you're like talking about not only is the length longer, but like this one we upgrade the steel and uh that kind of thing. You're you can point out all those features and instead of someone having to leave to go find your other products, they can be like, Oh, let me click on this one and it brings them to that product
1: page. I hired you like five minutes ago because that's a lot. Yeah. And I, I apologize, but that's No, it's, no. I mean, I think that it's a really yeah, all right. So those that are, that tuned into this episode, either just listen to every episode and thank you if you do, or they found it related to, you know, the search for the topic. And, um, I think everyone, it, okay, first off, cause we did, we actually worked together a little bit with, with a couple clients about getting them on Amazon and mm-hmm. some people that had hired me as a consultant. And I said, you know what, you need to talk to Andrew cause he gets it, but you know, there's a lot of stuff, man. And there's, there's a reason why so many people hire you to do this, because my God, figuring everything out that you just rolled through, getting it right, going through the bumps and bruises, and making sure that you don't accidentally hose yourself. uh, Yeah, it's worth it right there. Yeah. Um, You know, one of the things that we were talking about in the million dollar bedroom series was a, a million dollar lesson. And that that book has has those peppered throughout, but it talks about the value of hiring an expert because the learning, you can't be, you can't become an expert at everything. You can't do everything yourself. And, um, you know, being able, and that's why you refer to yourself as your business, Marknology as a brand accelerator, because
0: it does, like you can, you're gonna do this in a fraction of the time. Everything I just said today, even if we didn't drive another dollar in sales for them, is very valuable to it. Oh yeah. Well, I did that. My, like my, my listings for my book on Amazon, I'm going to
1: actually need your help because they've just gone garbage. Like I just, they they need help. And, uh, you know, the end part of it is my lack of time and ability to Mm -hmm. figure some of that out. And I think there's just so much stuff that like, I didn't even probably don't even realize it's possible. That's
0: correct. I'm working with uh, an author right now. Good. Is his name Matt DeCourcy? No, the book, you guys should look it up online. It's, uh helps kids learn uh, math. It's off kilter Matilda. She's a local Kansas City entrepreneur. Pretty cool lady. I might use that just for myself.
1: Could use some help. According to Matt Watson, there's new math and old math. There is. I actually. don't understand how that's even possible. Don't numbers still add up to the same? I, I'm curious now. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so I think I'm going like, to figure this out um, at some point, but I'm not sure when. So, okay. So what, what am I doing next? Like, what's the next I thing think the, that I got to go through here?
0: Yeah. The one major touch point that brands could, could learn from would be, uh, implementing a branded touch through their email follow-up on Amazon. So if a customer gets an order, having a, having an email follow-up that's not just asking for a review, are those and the just, ones that say, "How do you like this product"? Yeah, think that, but think like providing value to them. Think like a brand, and not just like someone trying to to drive money, right? Tell and, us why we suck. Yes, tell yeah. us tell us why we suck. Include an ebook. Include instructions on how to wear those suspenders. Include uh, instructions on how to use the product in a cool way, like you know whatever the Did product. Do you have a client is. that had to tell their users how to wear suspenders? I suggested that we should stylize the best way some different looks with these. <laughs> Oh man, um, I don't want to know you if you don't know how to wear suspenders. That's fair. They know how to wear them. These are the, like the button, the button down, the high end ones that like you can switch out parts and. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize that suspenders had accessories. Those are uh, the eighty dollars suspenders. I am like, gonna probably go check this out. I don't think they come in gold, but do they ha- have Supreme made
1: any yet? I don't know we're gonna find out after the podcast all right so
0: all right so now we're rolling we've created all this stuff what what happens next well it's it's not just like getting um, everything set up the way it should be but continuing to maintain it if you're gonna add products to your storefront, you're gonna to continue to add products to Amazon then your storefront needs to be updated uh, if you're launching new products and you've got product packaging or, or materials going in with your products when you ship them out. Think about, and this is common e this is common e commerce stuff. Just thinking about it on Amazon in a new way that a lot of brands don't is when they get my box inside of this Amazon Prime box. What's the experience? Right, you know, uh, what's an experience, and how do I make them a customer that stays with me? Um, You know, maybe for the lifetime of the customer.
1: Have you ever seen that movie where Robert De Niro is the intern? I think it's called the intern No, he's like 70 and he's a widower and he's just trying to stay busy relearn after a very uh, long history of professional success. He becomes an intern at an e-commerce company, but, um, I can't remember the girl's name that's in it. She's really famous, but she's the founder of the company and she orders her own products to open the package and see what it's like That's when, brand. when That's that comes branded. up she's like yeah. so i want to see what it's like and you know she's in the movie she's opening it and it's a total mess And she's like this isn't the experience that we want when someone opens up. i want you to be excited about what you're going to get not be like oh god this is a crumpled mess um i've kind of gone through that i'm kind of working on that myself because i'm getting ready to do a promotional mailer with my book in it and uh, it's just kind of an intro to some different people in the region that uh, i'd like to introduce full scale to and ourselves and and i'm i'm actually this afternoon we'll be doing some similar type testing to see what it's like like and it's goofy little things people like figuring out exactly how you're going to position a, a card or a letter in an envelope right like not making someone open an envelope and then have to flip the card around or just different things. And And it's it's got a wow a little bit and it's got a, I always say you got to look
0: like you're in the business that you say you're in. Well, the same thing goes if you're shipping a product. Right. And I, I think that I I love this conversation because a lot of my conversations with Amazon people, I say Amazon people, Amazon clients, brands, anyone needing help on Amazon is were those really big Amazon people are those like nine tall people? no but, uh, and they're not women, but, uh, so the thing, the conversation they want to have is direct, like direct ROI. I want to sell this. I want to put this product up, sell it. And then like, what are we looking at the numbers? Anything that doesn't add value immediately to those sales, they're not necessarily interested in. And that's why I like working with brands instead of just sellers is because we get to think creatively about all these things. How do we use our Amazon sales to grow social media? And are we thinking about our, uh, our experience when the customer gets the product. Um and those kind of touches like you're talking about where you're like, are they having to flip the envelope? And these are the kind of branding ideas um, that aren't directly ROI, even though overall they do help with conversion rates and all of that. Um, but it's really what it takes to be positioned well on Amazon.
1: You know, and this isn't necessarily related to Amazon, but you know, my new Apple watch arrived yesterday and I'm always just amazed at how easy Apple makes it to set up a new product. It's like, put it next to your phone, wait two minutes, and now it's set up. And if you think about how many returns, frustration, and everything that probably saves them, uh, not to mention calls, emails, and people bitching like it's worth the effort, right? It really is. Um, And it's the same thing too, like with getting things out quickly, you know, like no one wants to wait forever to get something. You're excited, you bought it. You don't want it 11 days later. Right. Okay. So now, Am I allowed to ask how long it takes to do everything that you were just talking about? Because it's a lot of work, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a process, and that's why like we typically work on a retainer basis, like because we become a partner, we become your extension of your team in general. Because it's an ongoing process. There's some right. things we can get done in a couple of weeks. Cool, we've got your brand registered. We've got some of those things going on. Brand gating can take eight to twelve weeks if we're sending off a letter. Um, you know, improving listings is meticulous work uh you know getting sometimes we have to schedule photo shoots if the brand doesn't have it um but it's trying to take everything to the next level so that when people are comparing you versus the other three brands that are close to you on amazon they're just like wow if they take attention uh to detail like in their photography and their content and their branded content then this must be a great product they've also gave attention to their products
1: we talked about that we actually did a, a little uh sampler together with our team and Cebu our creative folks about um, creating better or enhanced images. And the uh, uh, value of that is high, right? Like, dude, I buy stuff all the time. Cause like, if you have one image, like I might, wanna, I might wanna see it from a different angle. I wanna have a better idea of like this mixing board that we're using right now at the podcast. I had a different one picked out, but it only had two images. And I really wanted to see a couple things about it that were important to me. And I ended up buying this one instead because it had a whole bunch of images and it had a much better, like, it gave me a lot more insight as far as what I was dealing with. Because I didn't want to compete with, well, I wanted to fit it in a specific space and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're going to show it, something that has a zillion things and places to plug in, show you it. should
0: show me all the angles. Right. And it. to me, it's like, uh, if they they're not paying attention to this channel if they're going with the bare minimum to get it done. And so how long has it been since it's been updated? How long is it as accurate as it still was whenever they put the listings up? Um, You know, if they're not thinking about me as a customer and the way I'm experiencing their product there, are they caring about me as a customer on the other level? That's what I think. And maybe I think too much. uh, But I feel like that's why you need to go above and beyond on the platform
1: so in a in a semi bulleted kind of way what are three things you and i know we talked about a lot of this but what are three things you absolutely have to avoid when it comes to your brand your brand's
0: positioning and presence is let letting other people besides your company be in charge of your the content on your listings so by not having brand registry you're you're in the wind uh, and, you, and you don't know who's out there is the second one would be to know who's selling your product so you can at least have conversations with them. If you are going to work through resellers or distributors, uh, you can't have them being dictating how your your brand's being portrayed on Amazon. So and serviced. Yeah. Have yeah. conversations with them about how they're interacting with your customers when there is a bad review, how what they're spending on advertising to protect your brand space and that advertising space. I have a lot of brands that the first conversation I have with them is I'm like, let's search your name on Amazon and it'll come up and it's another brand doubling down on their, on their brand spacing. And then, uh, the third one to think that it's not important because, uh, the the worst thing you can do is to not think that it's important, even if you're not there yet, because there's a smaller company that has the time and is focusing on Amazon. That's going to make their little brand, uh, look sharp. Uh, and they're going to steal sales from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of just described that. I mean, there's certain things too, like, you go back and talk about buying shoe racks. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a, there's a, it's not like there's a Kleenex of shoe racks, you know, right. a name brand that you're like, this, I, this is what I turn to immediately. Um. You know, and, and therefore, however, how it looks and how it's shown. Now it's funny because that the shoe, reviews, the shoe racks actually were out of the norm because it actually had a lot of people, they were either five star or one star, mm-hmm. because it was they. You could build them in the shapes and forms that you wanted. You could make it a four by four or a two by eight or whatever, and that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But certain people were, and they they weren't super fast to build because you had to build them square by square. So some people weren't happy about that. They didn't want to mess around with that. I was cool
0: with that. So I, I was I was more of a five star person. Um, so that brand should have a video showing exactly what it takes to build one. And then the people that wanted something easy would watch that video, not buy the product and not leave a negative review. Right, right. That, but that would take like a whole half a day. To Maybe do. an infographic, you know, just yeah. get someone a full scale and you're good I, to go.
1: I think that they did have something similar to that. Like, I, you know, you look at certain things and, and a picture. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. It's also sometimes generates a thousand questions. Like, draw things to scale, and like I remember I think with this one, it had little arrows that like showed like, "Hey, this is how big this is, and you
0: know made it a little easier for old people like me. you want to get real extra, a little bit of uh, uh an advanced pro tip? I, I guess. do I do Okay, it would be um staging your questions on your listing okay so you can have people anybody you want ask a question on a listing so you ask a baited question that you want asked so that you can answer it thoughtfully and answer that question for the customers so you could come up with your 10 or 15 FAQs for that product ask the questions and then give your chance to give a pro answer sounds like something uh, in 2010 You remember
1: Yahoo answers yeah so uh, one of our employees this is when we were in the ticket business he uh, he Asked a Yahoo answer of where's the best place to buy concert tickets, and then he actually answered it with our website and made it the best
0: answer. So the Q and A on Amazon, we
1: got like thousands of sales probably just from that. Like I don't know if that was that was the the uh, that's a way different approach than what you're saying. Like you're just wanting to position the most commonly and asked and valuable questions in a way
0: that they're useful. Well, yes, we, we yes were, and we no. Were,
1: we were gaming a system a little bit. Yes but. and
0: no. This is a kind of a gaming tip because it's actually the questions um, that are Google indexed. So you can huh. ask a blog type I of see. question. It will be Google indexed and you can see it come up as one of the first results in that question, so, so they follow well, that to through that, to your product. Speaking of that, I was gonna, I
1: can't remember what it was a couple of weeks ago. I was gonna buy something and I saw it had, I do definitely look at the reviews, like, and especially if there's a bunch of them. But then I opened up the listing and it had like 455 stars and nothing else. And I said, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that 450 people all left you a five star review, because that's impossible. So, you know, I know that some of that
0: occurs out there. I, I do. I uh, that there's been gaming, but Amazon has been so hardcore about the review yeah, stuff I've lately. I stuff
1: about that. I uh, think
0: they brought in an outside company that's just ruthless. I think it was
1: I, re- I was reading something in the Wall Street Journal about about that and wanting to get control over some of that.
0: Um. Yeah, they They basically got rid of all of the ways that you could game the system at all. It's truly authentic reviews and your listing will do better with less reviews than it used to have in the past. But there are products like I'm going to bring up and brag on one of my clients. They've been on Shark Tank. Uh, they're called Guardian Bikes. They were the sure stop brake system. And I helped them on Amazon. And uh, they have a bike that's like uh, 4.8 stars. It's not quite five stars, but man, their reviews are just like, makes my job so much easier when the product's good. Yeah, so uh, they really are like, I promise you those are all authentic reviews and they're killing it. I mean, I left them all myself, yeah. so I know they're authentic. No doubt. But,
1: you know, it's really funny. I am like, uh, I never leave reviews. I actually believe that the internet, that reviews are 90% bullshit in most yeah. cases. Like, Depending like, on your experience. If, if they're good, they're, I, I kind of just default to if they're, okay, first off, if they're more than like two lines, then I definitely smell, it smells fishy. Because I don't think too many people really take a lot of time to do anything other than maybe click. A, a star rating system or something like that, but yeah, I always uh, um, give a little bit of. Uh, uh, I always, I'm always looking for a little bit of shade in there. So just seeing if it if it smells fishy, it might be. Well, Andrew, if I want to uh, do business with you, uh, where do I find you? Uh, you
0: can find me on Marknology.com.
1: M a r k n o l o g y
0: knowledge correct. M a r k n o l o g y dot com or just, uh, Google Andrew Morgan's. There's only like one of me. So it's true. Uh, Cause it's, there's an
1: S on Morgan's. Correct. When you say there's only one of me, is that, is that in response to the plural spelling of your name?
0: Uh, there's more than just one Andrew Morgan's, but not no one in the Amazon space. So it's pretty easy to find me.
1: I, uh, you know, if there was more than one of me, I would, I, that would be, <laughs> that could be a problem. Um, aren't, and I know, so here we are, it's, uh, the end of September, 2018, uh, for those listening in real time, are you doing some speaking and presentation that you, are, are you, you're Global Entrepreneurship Week, right?
0: Yeah, I'm in mean, Global Entrepreneur Week for anybody local. They just selected me for uh, kind of this podcast topic, uh, how to mm-hmm. position your brand on Amazon. I'm also doing uh, how to effectively storytell on social media. And uh, I'm, a, I'm involved in a few Casey startup events in uh, the next few months. I'll be posting that on my social media. Uh, so if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or anything, I'll I'll post my events there that I'm speaking. I'd love to meet any of you guys and have some conversations after. What's your handle on IG? It is at Andrew Morgans. Wow. That is incredibly intuitive. I made know, it I, easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of, when you add the S, I bet you didn't have to uh, have the competition. Yeah. I presented last year at Global Entrepreneur Week. Try to get the days in the beginning of the week everyone tapers off
0: i'll be surprised amazon's kind of a hot subject uh and even when i've had some of these smaller events um you know we're usually getting 30 or 40 people there so on the friday
1: everyone's gone to several events and they start to fizzle so i had recommended that so one of my uh more in demand presentations is related to life balance and uh it goes around my book balance me and I had a huge, uh, bunch of red registrants and, uh, so much that they moved me to a bigger room, but I was on the Friday session and like, I had huge attendance on the, I think it was Tuesday or whatever, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it started dropping off. And I talked to the organizers and they're like, yeah, you know, people their eyes
0: are bigger than their stomachs when they're signing up. So tell them you want to be up front. I know for me as an entrepreneur, I went last year, and uh, it was definitely easier at the like my workload picked up because like at the times I was taken off to go to these events. So um, I, I was I it, it was crazy for me, I got sick
1: about a few days before. So I was wondering if I was even going to be able to do my presentations because my voice was going. And uh, I managed to power through that, but man, I felt like crap. Uh, but yeah, it went well. I, there's still some people that um, I there's definitely some people that I got to know. If you're in Kansas City, go check it out. I, they do most of this, <clears throat> most of the stuff down at the Plex Pod.
0: Yep, that's where I'll be at. Um, it's I'll be on Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, there you go. You're right up front, man. Yeah, you're, you're going to be
1: my opener. I would love to be your opener. I ha- I haven't even looked into this yet i probably you
0: have should. a lot of things going on oh
1: man i'm gonna get some of them figured out you know we're gonna see if we can get watson back in here before too long he's gonna come back and we're gonna we, we will have done like nine episodes because i'm super aggressive about wanting to get this out. what did i say before we start i said my goal is to produce so much quality podcast content that the entire listening listener base is never caught up binge watching i'm going to challenge everyone on that so anyway as long as we keep getting great and smart people in here like you then we will keep rocking so see you around folks we'll see you back next time andrew all right thanks for having me yep